Let's look at Wednesday, February the 7th. We're talking NBA games, injury updates, previews, streamings, Michael Boltons. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and my controversial opinion is that the following people deserve life in prison with no parole. People that drink and then do this. I'm also the lead fantasy analyst at basketballmonster.com, and you can find me on Twitter as always at redrock underscore bball, on TikTok at redrock underscore bball, and on Instagram at locked on fantasy basketball. Today's episode is brought to you by Game Time. Download the Game Time app, create an account, and use the code locked on for $20 off your first purchase. Thank you also for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We are getting close. That double bang, triple bang, pre-bang. It's going to pay off, man, because the trade deadline show is coming. Thursday, February 8, 1 p.m. We are going for two hours prior to the deadline. We'll run a little bit over the deadline as well. We'll have guests on for some of the time. Sometimes it's going to be me in a very, very early morning and my ugly, tired head talking to you about what's going on in the NBA. So be prepared for that. Go on pre-bang, pre-like. I haven't checked the pre-bangs. I don't know if we're up to 1,500. I'm going to assume that we're close and that you guys are going to push it over the edge. You're going to edge me up to 1,500 today. That would be awesome. What we're talking about, though, is Wednesday. The Daily Look Ahead, Wednesday, February the 7th. Just a quick reminder. Save your waiver wire ads. And again, people will often boil down a simple phrase to the bare bit minimum, even though I've said this many times. Because I can't put the whole phrase out here. Preserve flexibility. Save your waiver ads. If you have a lot of waiver ads, sure, you can use some before the trade deadline. If you are in a situation where you have unlimited ads, yeah, you can use them. You've got seven ads, use them. No, you won't use all four waiver ads on trade deadline day. You might. But what you might also do on that day is add someone because a trade happened and you add that guy. And then later on in the day, another trade happens that is better than the one before or that neutralizes your earlier pickup. So then you move on from that guy. So it's not about necessarily adding four guys on trade deadline day. It might be you cycling through that same roster spot two different times, three different times because different trades adjust things throughout the day. Also, then you have the waiver wire ads to use after the deadline when players are in transit and weird streaming options pop up. So it's not as simple as just don't use any trades at any point. You'll never use them on that day. So what are you doing? It's none of that. It's just preserve flexibility. No point using an ad for streaming on Wednesday when you could use it for streaming on Thursday or Friday or Saturday. You never know what you're going to need on Thursday. And I, as we say that, let's talk about streaming for Wednesday. <laughs> you know what I mean. Uh, injury updates. Of course, this is an ever-evolving, living, breathing organism. The injury report in the NBA changes all the time. At the moment, Marvin Bagley is out. Chris Paul is out. Gary Payton is out. Nick Batum and DeAnthony Melton are out, and you're going to be shocked to hear this, but LaMelo Ball, I listed doubtful. Yeah, he's not playing because I don't know what's wrong with this team. I mean, I do, but I don't know. And nothing adds up with the discussions on this team. Nothing adds up with the reporting on LaMelo Ball or the lack of reporting on LaMelo Ball or the words coming out of LaMelo Ball's mouth. None of it adds up. I don't know when he's coming to come, come back. At this point, I'm going to say he's not back until after the All-Star break, but I, I don't know. It's a literal shot in the dark because the other thing that happened is 
after hearing no updates at all, Gordon Hayward's questionable. I listed him doubtful because we just didn't hear, but he's questionable. So that'll be really interesting to see what Haywood does to Bridges, what Haywood does to Miller in terms of shot attempts and minutes. Whether it impacts it at all, I don't know. But he's going to be back maybe really soon. They've also got Cody Martin as questionable. I'm just going to check whether they did actually give that update. Yeah, they did. He is officially questionable, Cody Martin. Jalen Brown was questionable last game, but he's off the injury report, and they just did a quick switcheroo, and they put Drew Holiday on the injury report. The Celtics have been doing this all season, randomly giving rests to their guys. No one talks about it. No one talks about the Celtics doing it. The only players who have ever insulted the fans and um, embarrassed the NBA and caused all of these rules, the only person who has ever done it is Kawhi Leonard, to a lesser extent, Paul George. They're the only people who have ever done this. No players or teams have ever done it, even though the Celtics are doing it way worse than anything the Clippers have ever done. Way worse. And never mentioned. Never. Never. Drew Holiday, question with an elbow sprain. Get ready for that. Um... Sasha Vezinkov is dealing with an ankle problem. Not sure he's going to play. Gaz Trent left last game with a back issue. He's probable. Andy Wiggins missed the last game with an ankle sprain. He is probable. And then we've got three guys who are returning. Kyle Kuzma will be back. Ron Barrett will be back after resting the last game. And Ivica Zubats will return after resting the last game. Just quickly, we did get news that the East injury replacements for the All-Star game have been announced. Julius Randle and Joel Embiid will not play. So the commissioner chose... Trey Young and Scott Barnes. To me, Young was a very obvious one. I would have had him in my team, no problem. When I did my team three or four weeks ago, I had Scott Barnes in the team anyway. Totally reasonable selections. Um, people often have a, an inability to read when I tweet things out as well. I was not tweeting out about Scotty Barnes. Congratulations to Scotty Barnes making it for the first time as well. Awesome. He's been great this season. Obviously exceeded all of my expectations. Still you know, some iffy stuff at times, as there is for all players. But he's been awesome, and he deserves this spot. I had him in my team, literally in my team. But what I tweeted out was, yeah, Okay, trade, I would have had him no problem. I think you could have had Porzingis or you could have had Derek White over Scott Barnes, but there's literally no complaints. That is, that is fine. And so people took that to mean, man, why do you hate Barnes? You just hate him so much. Why would you have those guys over Barnes? I wouldn't. I didn't. I didn't have them over Barnes. I said that if you had have gone to that direction, there's two other players, I think that would have been okay. And that's mainly what I look at when we talk All-Stars. And you can reasonable people can have reasonable arguments for anything, whether this guy is better than this guy. And I think, okay, that's fine. Fine, I might have gone a different direction. I actually wouldn't have because I had Scott Barnes in my All-Star team. I wouldn't have gone a different direction, but a reasonable person could argue that different people could be in those positions. Like I find it hard to have a reasonable person argue that Carl Anthony Towns should have been in ahead of Gobert or Fox, honestly. Maybe Sabonis, but probably even not that. I don't think that's a reasonable argument, but whatever. But I just think you could have had a reasonable argument that if Porzingis had have made it, would have gone, eh, or Derek White. Um, yeah, maybe. I'm not saying that's what, what I would have done, but I think you could have had a reasonable argument towards that. So there you go. Toronto, I love all you guys. You're the best. You're actually the most rational fans that we have on this show. Um, Scotty Barnes makes it. Well done. Uh, and he's been, again, he's been awesome. And uh, we hope that he's able to you know, continue his career at this um, greatest of all time um, level. What do we need to talk about now? Let's talk about who has the back-to-backs uh, Wednesday through Thursday, remembering that we don't care because we're not streaming unless we're in very certain situations, like a situation where we have unlimited ads or just a plethora, seven of them. Probably don't need seven. Cavs, Pistons, Warriors, Spurs are the teams that play the Wednesday and Thursday back-to-back. Remember, in their infinite wisdom, the NBA for some reason decided that it was a good idea to have nine games on Thursday with the trade deadline. So there is going to be a million streaming options happening there. 
Today's episode is brought to you by eBay Motors. Passion, drive, patience. That is what brings home the winning trophy in fantasy, but also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything that you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, LED headlights. Not sure that does much for performance, but it's there. Exhaust kits, roof racks. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. Where does um roof racks fit? Speed, power, or style? Probably neither. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. With eBay Motors, you know what you're burning? It's rubber. And it is not cash. With all the parts that you need at the prices you want, it is easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available Two U.S. customers, just another example of a, co- a company really being down on my favorite friends from Canada. Today's episode is brought to you by Price Picks. Price Picks is the largest daily fantasy sports platform in North America. They're the number one fantasy sports app with over 3 million members. Wow. It is the easiest and most exciting way to play DFS. It is just you against the numbers. You just look at individual stat projections and you pick between two to six of them. That's easy. All you need to do... Pick them, get them right, and you can win up to 25 times your money back. It's demon time on price picks. What does that mean? Well, it means you can win 100 times your money. With as little as four correct picks, you can turn $10 into 1000 Demons and goblins are the newest and most exciting way to play at price picks. Squares marked with red demons or green goblins get you different payouts. Well, I'm something of a price pick scientist myself. You can now win up to 100 times your money with as little as four correct picks. Wowee. Go to pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. Use the code LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. That is pricepicks.com slash LockedOnNBA. The code is LockedOnNBA for a first deposit match up to $100. Pricepix. We've got a new tagline. Pick more, pick less. It is that easy. Wow, new, new tagline. It's all happening. Okay, so let's take a look at the um, stream of the day for Wednesday. Remember, don't do it. But with the caveat that the 10-team stream of the day is Nick Richards and he just should be on rosters. And I get, I still get pushback on this. Man, why are, we, why are you so high on him? Why do you love him? Why should he be rostered? Well, he's like you know, the 100th best player. He averages close to a double-double. He gets over one and a half blocks and shoots 70% from the field. And that's just a must-roster player. There again, there seems to be a disconnect that people think that guys that you're adding off the wire or, or must-roster players are guys that are going to be rolling as top 40 players. It's just not realistic. If someone's going to give me consistent top 100 numbers, pretty much a must-roster guy. And that's what Richards is. He'll have some bad games. He'll have some good games. But... Until old, uh, until the mechanic Mark Williams returns, what are we doing? So I reckon that one, if Nick Richards is available in my 10 or 12 team league, I would burn a waiver wire out on that. That is rest of season or at least long-term value that I might not necessarily get at the trade deadline. But like streaming in Gary Trent as the 12-team streamer of the day, which he is, not one that I'd care for. I, I don't care to do that. There's no, I don't think the long-term value is enough. But again, unlimited ads, do it. Your 14-team league is Mason Plumlee, the cockroach. I'd imagine that Zubats returning is still going to be on a minutes limit. So Zubats will play his 24. No, Zubats, Zubats might play 21, 22. Plumlee gets 24 or so minutes. And that's enough in a 14-team league to have an impact. And 16-team, as you look at Larry Nance, there is still going to be that minutes limit. We just want a close game for the Pelicans, which never happens. And if that happens, we get 24 from Larry Nance. And that's enough to push him even higher than that. Like Larry Nance in a 16-team league, that's a guy that you burn a waiver at on. That is a clear must-roster guy across 16-team leagues. Your Yahoo points and ESPN points streamers 
I'm going to go with Gaz Trent in that position as well. So what's on my radar for these uh, six games? on win- or seven games, sorry, on Wednesday. Uh, Cleveland and Washington is the first one. The Winter Soldier, Max Struess, was really good last game. They uh, they smacked down, though, in that game. So I'm not going to get uh, two out in front of it with, with Struess. I think he's okay. I think he's fine. I think that the value in him, though, is more as a as a 12-team streamer versus a must-roster hold at all, at all ca- for all reasons, for at all points sort of player. For the Wizards, it is about watching the disaster that is Jordan Poole last game. He'd been trending up. He'd been playing well. Actually, I think over the last two weeks, he's 115th ranked player. Still terrible, but that's a very clear must-roster player. And then he had 19 minutes in the last game and was dreadful. So I don't know. Yes, that game was over in about five minutes and all the starters played like 24, 25 minutes. So we'll see what Brian Keefe does with Poole in this one. We'll see how it looks with Kuzma returning again. And we'll see whether that uptick in assists that Poole has been getting is real. Again, the, the most annoying player in the NBA, without question. Streams, it's probably Isaac Okoro for Cleveland. Uh, we're expecting Garland and Mobley to still be on a minutes limit. This is a first of a back-to-back for Cleveland, so I'd watch for Mobley to sit on Thursday, not Wednesday. For the Wizards, Bilal Koulibaly is there. I'm not I'm not certain he's going to be a 12-team must guy. Uh, the minutes were already pretty strong. It's all about can he ramp up the usage or not, and so far, things would tell us no. But he's done it in one game, so a little bit of hope flickers. Toronto and Charlotte. I want to see Scotty Barnes because Scotty Barnes has been obviously very good. He's had some down periods, then he steps back up, and then he's had some more down periods. The inconsistency has been a little bit of a problem of late, I would say, with some baffling late-game decision-making. I want to see him be able to roll with a big usage, like a 28 usage, a guy that's still able to maintain defensive stats. That's how he gets into that next level of, of stardom. That's been a problem, some of the usage stuff, some of the like late-game disengagement, which has been pretty weird as well. And they're going to have Barrett back in this one, so how that fits, we'll see. And then Brandon Miller on Charlotte, who is dominating at the moment. His two-point percentage is like 10 percentage points higher than any point of the season. Um, he's getting a ton of shots, but what does Gordon Haywood's return and maybe Cody Martin, what does that do? Does Miller play those 39 minutes? Does he get 36 usage? Does he continue to shoot the lights out? I'd say you can't answer yes to all three of those things, so that makes him intriguing to watch. In terms of streams, Gaz Trent is the Toronto guy there. Um... Yeah, but they're like, what they do with Schroeder, what they do with Trent, what they do with Brown, what they do with Dick is always up in the air. It seems to vary quite often. For the Hornets, it's probably Ishmith with Lamelo out, although Haywood returning and um, maybe Cody Martin playing. I would stream Martin over Smith if he plays, but they just seem to rotate that spot. I feel pretty confident that old mate Leaky Black isn't going to play though, or isn't going to start. The next game is the San Antonio Spurs and the Miami Heat. The Heat are the only team playing the Tuesday, Wednesday back-to-back, so this is the second game of a back-to-back for them. No indication that someone like um, Butler or Bam or Hero or even a Huckers who's coming off that groin injury don't think they're going to sit, but you never know. For the Spurs, the horse, Keldon Johnson, continues to be in a bench role. He'll have the big games, he'll have the bad games, we know this. There's just not enough consistency in minutes and role for me for him to be a 12-team league guy, but I'm always willing to have my mind changed. In terms of streams, Julian Champagne, uh, Bubbles is probably the guy. He's available in 99% of leagues, and he's a 20-minute-a-night starter, which means that some of those deeper league guys may be sleeping a little bit of there on Bubbles. And then for the Heat, Caleb Martin is probably that guy who is available over 60% of leagues, but there's him, there's Highsmith, there's Huckers, there's Richardson, uh, there's Kevin Love. So the bench is always a little bit weird in terms of trying to uh, figure out exactly how they're going to use those minutes. The Atlanta Hawks and the Boston Celtics last game, DeAndre Hunter had uh, ridiculous usage, way above Trey Young's usage. He shot 80% plus from the field and he had 20, 27? 27 points in 18 minutes. And I am a man who has watched DeAndre Hunter play for a long time. That's not him. 
But let's get sucked back in again and go, well, maybe he figured it out. No, I won't get sucked in. But I do want to see, more importantly, how they deployed DeAndre Hunter. Does Bay still play 33 minutes and Hunter's on a 20-minute a night limit? I don't know. I am pretty sure, without looking at it at the moment, that Hunter is going to be one of the most added players in fantasy today. Almost guaranteed, and we'll check that out on the recap show today. And I don't think that's going to work out, but we'll find out. Al Horford for Boston's the guy to watch for me. Especially if Drew is out, Horford will step into a larger role. He will start, he'll play more minutes, and he'll be useful for us. The streams are going to be DeAndre Hunter there. He is available, so I've got no problem streaming him if you're in a position to stream. And Slam and Sammy Hauser or Peyton Pritchard. And Pritchard would jump up if Drew Holiday is out, probably ahead of Hauser there as that stream for um, for the Celtics. The next game, the Golden State Warriors and the Philadelphia 76ers. Brandon Pajemski started the last game and looked great. We have Andrew Wiggins returning in this one. So what do they do with Pajemski? Is he back on the bench? I guess so. Does that mean 27 minutes or does it mean 33 minutes? Will Clay Thompson continue to be benched for Guy Santos or Lester Quinones? Don't know. But Pajemski is the one we want to watch. I think he is probably worth a waiver spot to have him, but it's borderline because I still don't know what they do with Wiggins returning and then Chris Paul and Gary Payton on the way back in the next week or two. For the Sixers, it is about watching Paul Reed to me. He played 22 minutes last game, didn't play the final nine minutes or so of the game, which was a blowout as well. I hope that his illness is done. I still believe that he is a 12-team league player. I believe he's a 10-team league player. I do not believe he is a top 50 player at all. Um, and there's he, he's not awesome, he's fine, but has a capacity to rack up good fantasy stats. And that's what we want. In terms of streams, Lester Quinones is probably the guy there for Golden State. They're giving him like 18, 20 minutes a night at the moment, which is really interesting. I, I like him as a player. And then Mo Bamba is the highly available player on the Sixers who I look to. You could look to Marcus Morris or uh, with D'Anthony Melton out. Jaden Springer's been playing really, really well. For the Pelicans... They're taking on the Clippers in LA. So we're looking at, uh, someone said, I, I can't call uh, Herb Jones Herbalife anymore. I've got to call him Herb. Herbalife Jones. Uh, the amount of, uh, in those, like that one of these videos I saw about people mispronouncing the word uh, Herb, the amount of Americans, man, it's good. You're going to say Herb. You only say the H if it's someone's name. Do you? It's, anyway, English is the language and H is said. So we'll go with, maybe we'll, maybe we'll call him Herb, Herb Jones. Herb Jones, um, low minutes last game, it was a blowout, but how he works with Daniels and Murphy, it's still, to me, not consistent enough with Herb to be a 12-team must roster player. Let's see if my mind has changed. Russ Westbrook for the Clippers. Last time out when Zubats played, he played 15 minutes. Is that? Even the most staunch Russell Westbrook um, craze, craze, fan... Uh, even the most staunch Russell Westbrook fan would suggest that 15 minutes isn't enough to hold him in a 12-team league. We'll see what happens. In terms of streams, Larry Nance is the guy that I like on the Pelicans. Like if Trey Murphy's available, I would stream him. Uh, and the cockroach, Mason Plumley is a good Clippers stream. Uh, in this spot, I believe. Today's episode is also brought to you by the Game Time app. Game Time is the fast and the easy way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater events that are near you. Killer last-minute deals. All-in pricing, which is great. Views from your seat and best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. The all-in pricing is awesome because, you know, on other ticket sites, you might jump in there and see a price of a ticket and then you go to check out and they just chuck, you know, three or four different fees on there. Processing fees. Um, they Sometimes they'll put like a delivery fee on there when I'm printing my ticket at home or it's a digital ticket. Like, bro, really? You're charging me $1.50 for an email? Come on. On game time, the price is the price. 
No ridiculous fees that they're just using to uh, gouge you of your money. So download the GameTime app, create an account, and use the code LOCKEDON for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem the code L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N for $20 off. Download GameTime today. Last-minute tickets. Lowest price guaranteed. Let's go um, on to what we need to go on to next. That is the Detroit Pistons and the Sacramento Kings. I want to see Cade Cunningham because since he's returned from the knee injury, they've kept the minutes down, like 31, 32, and the overall load has been lightened on him. Jaden Ivey is doing a little bit more ball handling, but is that going to be the new norm? Is he going to be a 32-minute-a-night player instead of a 36-minute with 35 usage player, which is what he was rolling out for the first 40 games or whatever it was of the season? Let's see if that is just an ease-in factor for Cade or if that is the new reality. In terms of the Kings, while well, I had him on the buy low, sell high show earlier today, Keegan Murray, usage is in the toilet, 15%. He scored 20 points combined in his last three games. Um, he's just off. Like Things are just not right, and he's prone to inconsistencies. But with the pencil Harrison Barnes stepping up, Keegan steps back. Because, as we know, there's only one ball. And if Barnes is the guy you're giving it to, like, sure, then Keegan can't have it. So we need to see how that dynamic looks. In terms of streams, Alec Burks is the Detroit guy I'm looking at now that uh, trade request legend Killian Hayes is out of the rotation. And Trey Lyles is probably the Kings guy if Barnes is not available, but he's sitting at 45%. And he's been playing really well at the moment, Harrison Barnes. Let's talk about some two-for-ones if you've got the ability to do it with the unlimited roster ads. Again, this could all blow up depending on what happens uh, deadline for Trades Thursday. So we're looking at Brandon Pajemski, looking at Asar Thompson because... Isaiah Stewart's going to be out, and we've seen 26 and 27 minutes from Asara in their last two games. Now it's Monty. Anything can happen, but that anything also could be 30 minutes. It's not, but it could be. Uh, Karis Levert's on there. Alec Burks is on there. These are all 50% plus available players. Uh, Bubble Champagne and Dean Wado-Wade with the expectation that Mobley sits one of them. So Wade gets like a 25-minute game as well as like a 15-minute game in there to give him a little bit of a bump. But obviously, like if you're sitting here wasting a waiver ad on Julian Champagne, Dean Wade, and Alec Burks, well, you must have unlimited waiver ads. The five-game in eight-night stretches. There's a ton of games coming up. 12 teams starting Wednesday play five games in eight nights. The Hawks, the Celtics, the Hornets, the Cavs, the Pistons, the Warriors, Pelicans, Sixers, Kings, Spurs, Raptors, Wizards. And that leads us close enough into the All-Star break that these teams are going to be exhausted. Meaning you are going to see weird performances. You are going to see random rests. You are going to see blowouts a lot involving these teams. Be prepared. You can talk about the frustration at this point of the season. This is the worst part of an NBA season because it is the period where we are 60% odd through the, the through the season. You can see a break coming up 10 days in advance. You can see that the All-Star break is coming. We're like, oh man, the, the break is here. We are seeing injuries start to accumulate, wear and tear, soreness. All that stuff is happening. We're seeing the uncertainty around the deadline. All of that stuff is happening. We're seeing teams start to change their organizational philosophies or rather tanking, going for it, whatever it is. So this period is the most disaster filled, apart from the last two weeks of the year, disaster filled with random rest, random injuries, um, rotation changes, and now you're going to have all these teams be excessively tired. Be prepared for weirdness. And don't panic about it. Um, Chunks, Wednesday through Sunday. The only high volume day in the next five days is Saturday. The rest of the days are all low-volume days, remembering that after Wednesday, you're going to have 20 different players on new teams, 30, I don't know, and that'll change things up. Al Horford, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Three games, low-volume days, all-quality games, no back-to-backs. Love it. Great value. 
Harrison Barnes and the Kings, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. Great value for him. Pajemski, Wednesday, Thursday, and then Saturday. So that's an 11 game Saturday. That makes it a little bit more iffy, but some nice value. Asar Thompson has the same schedule, Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday. So we like the Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back for Asar. We'll see, do they make any moves and trade Burks or do they trade um, Boyan Bogdanovich? Don't think so, but we'll find out. Peyton Pritchard, uh, same as Horford, of course, Wednesday, Friday, Sunday. And Rakaris Levert has Wednesday, Thursday, Saturday as his schedule. Saturday with the asterisk is the higher volume day that you might not be able to even use a waiver wire pickup in your active roster. And there are going to be different waiver wire pickups appear because, of course, the trade deadline. Let's look at 10-team streams for Wednesday. We're going to start with Big Dick Nick Richards. We're going to go to Paul Reed after that. Harrison Barnes, Fanta Pants, Kevin Herter, Al Horford, and Brandon Pajewski. A lot of value in 10s. If you're in a 10-team league with standard rosters, and you're going to ask me, hey, who's the better rest of the season between like three guys, and one of them's on your roster, and there's two guys on the waiver wire? The answer is there's probably 30 to 40 guys on your waiver wire who could easily fill the same spot as the worst player on your team. So streaming is vitally important in that league. And don't get yourself hung up about the worst two players on your team, because there are so many guys who can easily find that value. That is part of the problem in playing one of those shallow leagues is that you run into the situation where there's 50 guys available who should be probably rostered in fantasy. And they aren't, and then you can just cycle them in and out. And part of the reason why I think if you play those shallow leagues because it's however many people you've got in your league and friends and that sort of stuff, that you've got to expand those rosters because then it gets into more luck situations like, well, which guy is going to have a really good game tonight? And that stuff is impossible to pick. It's so hard to do. 12-team streams, we're going to go to Gaz Trent. Uh, Cody Martin, if he plays, uh, Mason Plumley, Alec Burks, Larry Nance, and Caleb Martin. For deeper leagues, we're going to Mo Bamba, Bilal Koulibaly. We're going to Jaden Springer, Bubble Champagne, Terrence Mann, and Kevin Love. And lastly, for points leagues, we're going to go to Gaz Trent. We are going to look at Mason Plumley, The two Martins, Cody Martin, if he plays, and Caleb Martin's there. Bilal Koulibaly and Alec Burks. And that is the end of a look-ahead show for Wednesday. In the NBA with seven games on, don't forget to go and pre-bang the trade deadline show and like and subscribe here. And if you've already done it, man, big thanks. I love that you guys do that. It's really useful. And the double bangers, go watch the video, listen to the audio. All that stuff is great for me as well. Guys, we're done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.